This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sailing into the happy hour we go at 501. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby has been fired. That's right. He's no longer part of the program after goofing up the last segment. Can't get rid of me that easy. Damn. <laughs> wow, that was a reaction. Where was management when you need them? Scraby playing oh, no. clips with swear words in them and all that stuff. I, I had a friend text Lucky me. to survive, Scraby. Lucky to survive. What would your friend text you? Uh, they just wanted to know what he said oh. because he knew that I dumped it because I've explained the dump procedure before. Yes. And um, <laughs> he knew that once I once I hit, once once it jumped forward a little bit, he was like, okay, I got to figure out what he said, which tells me that none of you heard it. So that is amazing. You Good. are safe, jo- Your job is safe is what Woo. that means. Barely safe is Matt Scraby after a uh, a bleep-filled rant by Fred Van Vliet of the Toronto Raptors last night, <laughs> which Scraby attempted to play on our air, and then stupidly played it again. Well, I I listened to it before I. He, you it said was edited you listened to it before time. the first time. I did. I was <laughs> sure. I was on pins and needles the you entire guys were here the entire that. half hour. Yeah. I was also on pins and needles at the start of the show because the Aztecs were hanging on to a 64-61 victory over Colorado State in the first round or the quarterfinals of the Mountain West Conference Tournament. Excuse me, Jaden Ledee had a big game with uh, 10 points and 8 rebounds. Lamont Butler scored 16, but it was a struggle sauce afternoon for the Aztecs who fell behind 8-0 at the outset. Worked their way back into a two-point halftime lead and then uh, never led by more than five the rest of the way as uh, Colorado State threatened but never could quite catch San Diego State. So the Aztecs are into the Mountain West semifinals for the 16th consecutive year, which is pretty impressive. Congrats, Brian Dutcher, Steve Fisher before that, and all the kids. They will play San Jose State next, the Spartans just a few moments ago, wrapped up an overtime victory over Nevada, 81-77. to So it'll be the Aztecs and San Jose State in tomorrow's semifinals. Some other college basketball action today. Uh, they're at halftime in the ACC. North Carolina playing for its bubble life, trailing Virginia 25-24. to They're at halftime there. Earlier today, the top seed in the ACC, Miami, held off Wake Forest, 74-72. Top seed in the Big East, Marquette, went overtime to beat St. John's, 72-70. Top seed in the Pac-12, UCLA, pulled away late to beat Colorado, 80-69. And the top seed in the Big 
12 tournament. Kansas won rather handily over West Virginia and did so, Tony. I don't know if you heard about this. Without their coach, Bill Self. Sick. Yes, hospitalized, as it's uh, turned out uh, there in uh, Kansas. Bill Self did uh, release a statement, said he's doing well. He appreciates all the well wishes and looks forward to being back with his team. But uh, they're saying he will not be back with the uh, Kansas Jayhawks, at least for the rest of the Big 12 tournament. Doctors uh, refuted reports that had come out to say that Bill Self had had suffered a heart attack. Doctors there saying that was not the case, but that he came in for a routine procedure. But there can't be too much routine when you're checking into the hospital late on a a Wednesday night into the emergency room. So we are... Think about Bill Self. Hope that he'll be all right, whatever the case yeah, may be. That's uh, that's scary. You go in for a normal checkup, and then you're checking in overnight. That's uh, yeah. Whatever it is, it's it's no longer a regular checkup. It's it's serious if they're keeping you overnight. Then I absolutely. I, I think he's going to be there either be there for a while, but not returning to his team at least for the rest of this week. So uh, Patrick Ewing has been relieved of his duties at Georgetown. In other NCAA basketball news, Mark Adams, the embattled coach at Texas Tech, is no longer the embattled coach at Texas Tech. He has uh, been relieved of his duties as well, although he officially announced that he stepped down after the uh, controversy surrounding uh, Texas Tech's basketball program. Jim Beheim, of course, yesterday was told he would not be returning after 47 years as the Syracuse coach. So if you want to be a college basketball coach, there's a lot of openings right now around the country. Uh, on to baseball. little update here. Padres with a victory over the Cleveland Guardians today, 6-4. Spring training action. Jose Azokar with a two-run homer. David Dahl, two hits and an RBI. And Juan Soto, although he did not play in the uh, big league game, Tony, apparently back at work today as he uh, efforts to uh, join the Dominican Republic team in time for the World Baseball Classic this weekend. Yeah, thanks to our guy, Sammy Lev. Um, He had first-hand encounter, and Jesse and I were both getting uh, breakdowns of that bat as it was happening. So I can give you uh, exactly what happened. Both him, both Juan Soto and Adam Engel um, played in the B game. B game wasn't no slouches either. Shane Bieber was on the mound in the B game. Uh, and looks like the first at bat, Juan Soto uh, struck out swinging. Um, Angle struck out looking to Bieber in the first at bat. Second at bat versus Bieber. Angle grounded out to second. Soto walked. He ran the bases as well. Third at bat against uh, Bieber. Angle, line drive double. So, uh, Soto, fly ball. Center field, angle advanced to, to third. Um, fourth at bat came for Juan against Eli Morgan. A little bit of big league time for Eli. Grounded out, 3-1. Um, well, we got fifth at bat for Soto. Wow, a lot of it. Walk, yeah, walk and a stolen base. So I, I think right there you know the calf is as well. He's stealing bases on the B side, so he's feeling pretty good. That was his last at bat, so I think you probably will hear something tomorrow about Juan Soto taking off or wherever the DR team is at. Right it's now. looking good for Juan Soto. Meanwhile, Tony, I don't know if you heard this today, but it's not looking good for Dodgers ace pitcher Tony Gonsolin. Uh, injured 
And Dave Roberts saying it's not looking too good. Uh, Gonsolin, 16-1 and last year, going to be uh, away from the Dodgers for a while. I, I, I don't have the specifics on his injury. Scraby, did you see what the actual see injury was? A it. hamstring or a groin, something along those lines, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, uh, the Dodgers, of course, have already lost Gavin Lux, their shortstop. Says he rolled his Goslin's ankle. ankle. Oh, ankle. Okay, yeah, yeah. yes. And uh, Dave Roberts said it's not looking good. That was the note from Dave Roberts on Gonsolin. So... We'll see if that uh, requires uh, Gonsolin to be pushed back a little bit at the uh, at the start of the season. Here's how it was. Here's how Here's how it was written about in in the Athletic. <laughs> okay. Tony Gonsolin's momentary lapse of cat-like grace has Uh-oh. put the beginning of the season in jeopardy. Really, Gonsolin Gonsolin sprained his left ankle in a rather innocuous fashion. Monday, as the right-hander was walking off the field following a simple fielding drill, the injury was severe enough that he received medical attention and will miss at least one spring start. So, All right. Well, there's something uh, something afoot in Phoenix. There's a ghost running around injuring people's ankles. <laughs> yeah, there is. Tony Gonsolin got it, and, of course, last night Kevin Durant got it oh, uh, before the start of the Phoenix Suns game. His was tough, uh, too. His was crazy. The report out is that he's likely to miss two to three weeks because of this ankle injury that he suffered last night. I'm sure you saw it, Tony. But, you know, Kevin Durant, excuse me, just warming up before the game, no one was, within 50 feet of him yeah, on any yeah. side. And he started to drive to the basket, and his uh, leg gave away. He slipped a little bit and uh, sprained ankle for Kevin Durant. So he's out for two to three weeks, apparently, with the Suns left ankle injury. This according to ESPN's Wojo. I think it's just Woj. Woj. <laughs> Wojo. Wojo is another guy. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, it's okay. All right. So there's some of the uh big stories in the world of sports on this uh on this Thursday. Tony, too bad you didn't see the Aztec game today, but uh you know, we talked I'm kind of glad this. I did now. Yeah, maybe it's best. Uh, we yeah. talked about it throughout the show. The whole notion of being a top seed and having to play an 8-9 team that plays the day before, it played out like that around college basketball today. I mean, the Aztecs barely won. Marquette, top seed, barely won. Uh, Miami of Florida, top seed, barely won. UCLA, barely won. It's uh, it's not easy to sit out a day while your opponent is getting a chance to get their feet wet in the tournament, and I I just don't know what the Aztecs are playing for in this tournament. I I know that I want to see them win it. I don't know if even if they win it though, if they can move up a spot, a seed line, and they just they didn't look to have the same intensity that they normally have. I'll give you an example of what I mean. Colorado State did not have a turnover the first seventeen minutes of the game. That is not the Aztec defense that I know. You know, they always are going to force one turnover somewhere, but uh, they didn't. And uh, so they just weren't they weren't as locked in as they often are. I don't know. I think once you start facing the team a third time through, everybody, everything is expected at this point. And yeah. you're playing in a neutral site, so, you, you know, you know, I, I don't know. I just... I think, A, you're going to get everybody's best shot when you're the number one seed. Like, it's official. You're the number one team. But I also think this is going to be their third time playing everybody. And I just think you, you get you get a cut, you get get a used to that type of ball pressure. Like, when you are seeing the Aztecs for the first time, um, 
and you know you may not have had that experience, they're going to turn you over a lot. But I, I would assume the more you get a chance to face that, and you know, a third time if if you're lucky enough, I think it's going to be a little bit easier. But you're probably right. I mean, listen, ultimately these teams are are know the Aztecs. They're going to give them the best shot. And maybe I didn't see the game. Maybe the Aztecs didn't play at their their best. But again, like you said, it was their first game compared to the second game for for uh, who was it, Colorado State. So. Um, I expect that they'll have a better showing in Game 2. Game 2 tomorrow, they'll take on San Jose State in the semifinals. One thing we haven't talked about today, Scraby, on the NFL side, New York Jets, optimism growing to land quarterback Aaron Rodgers. I could care less at this point. All right, well, then fine. I won't ask you. Tony? (laughs) He was said he knew what he was doing. Jets, optimism growing to land Aaron Rodgers. Your thoughts, Tony Gwynn Jr.? Because I'm not going to get any thoughts um, from Scraby, I, who doesn't care. I, I, I mean, that's good, good for them. I mean, they better get somebody because we know <laughs> uh, Mr. Somebody. Zach Wilson. Yeah. yeah, Zach Wilson ain't the answer. And uh, I think uh, at this point, if that falls through, they got a good plan, plan B if they want to pay the money. Lamar Jackson's still there. Nobody waiting. seems to be interested in Lamar Jackson still. Although I did hear this morning on one of the NFL shows that we all kind of going cattywampus, and it's he just got the tag put on him like two days ago. Let they basically let this uh, let it marinate a little all bit. Right. I still there's still no excuse for the seven teams that came out of the blue and like not interested. Bowed out, even though we don't have a quarterback. Yes, they all bowed out <laughs> immediately. Yeah, apparently uh, the Jets flew. I, I don't know. Did they? Does a team have to fly Aaron Rodgers? Or no, the team had to fly to California to yeah. meet with Aaron Rodgers. They had to yeah, fly to Aaron. Yeah. Yeah, Aaron wasn't moving. And so they dug him out of hibernation somewhere. Yeah, they dug him out of hibernation somewhere, met with Aaron Rodgers. And people are saying that uh, it's looking good for the Jets to potentially get Aaron Rodgers. I got to tell you this. If you're Zach Wilson, what are you thinking, Tony? I mean, you're a young quarterback. They say they haven't given up on you, but they've given up on this guy already, right? I mean, should he be looking elsewhere? Is his career I, in jeopardy? I mean, it's, it's things change pretty quickly. Well, I, if I'm him, I would be patient because what we do know is Aaron Rodgers is not playing forever. So even if he does come, maybe this is your opportunity to get a chance to learn from somebody who is yeah. going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I don't know that I would look to go jump ship to another team just to be a starter if I'm not ready to be a starter yet. And I don't know about you guys. It certainly seemed like he wasn't ready to be a starter last year. And he had a ton of weapons on that side of the ball. So I, I would, if I was him, I wouldn't be so quick to, to go where the, you think the grass is greener. Be patient. Try to learn something from this dude if he ends up coming there. Learn, Be up under him for a year. I would... I would follow Aaron Rodgers every. He couldn't get rid of me. I would do uh, wasaka, whatever, whatever that is. What's that stuff he does? Wasaka. Oh, oh, ayahuasca. <laughs> oh, ayahuasca. So you're, so you're gonna you're gonna do ayahuasca with Aaron Rodgers? You're gonna, Rogers, you're just gonna do bomb. hallucinogenic I'm a, I'm tr- with him? Just to- <laughs> I'm trying to do everything I can to get on his level. I, th- that's great. I don't think Aaron cares to teach anyone. No, nah, that's not true. Because we heard uh, Mr. Love. I've heard him say that Aaron has been great with him. Now, right. maybe he was lying, but I think in this case, Aaron's going to a team solely as basically um, 
a, a paid assassin, basically. He's coming in <laughs> to, to try to get them to a Super Bowl. And so if, I, if, if I'm Zach Wilson, that's, that's my plan. Because here's, here's the thing, and this is goes for guys who get drafted. I, I learned this while playing baseball. The team that drafts you is going to have a lot more invested in you than anybody else you go to. Right? They spent a pick on you. They invested time in bringing you into their organization. Anybody else who trades for you is not going to be the same. So I, if I'm Zach Wilson, I'm, I'm staying put and just trying to try to ride this thing out. I think you're smarter than Zach Wilson, though, Tony. <laughs> Zach Wilson doesn't seem like the type that wants to hear from anybody he that he's not good enough to be the starting quarterback in the National Football League. And I, I wonder does he, he still would like to go elsewhere and try to prove everybody wrong, even if he's not ready. So I wonder does he still feel good about whoever they bring in here? I'm gonna make it extremely hard. You, you think he still feels the oh, same way yeah, now as yeah, yeah. Rodgers? Um, not so much. Yeah. You should probably know who's going to come in before you say that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try real hard to make it tough on that guy. <laughs> Enter Aaron Rodgers. Good luck for that. Three, uh, well, won the MVP two, two years in a row and two of the last three. Yeah. One more yeah. NFL note before we uh, get a quick break in. Odell Beckham Jr. will be holding a workout for NFL teams on Friday in Arizona. years old. Wow, that is shocking. Scraby. He's been playing for 20 years. Scraby, can you be can you be happy for him now that he didn't pick up on a team to go to the Super Bowl? He actually waited the year like I told you he was going to do? Yes. Can you be happy for him now? I can. Because you were quite perturbed that he was going to hop on a team and get another Super Bowl. Well, yeah, I thought he was going to hop on the team that was going to play the 49ers and he was going to end up doing something oh, against the 49ers. Is that what you were worried yes, about the I whole was. time? I was. <laughs> I didn't know that. I was. That I mean, sense. he should stop getting kicked off planes before... All right. All oh, right, let's right. not even go. I'm just there, kidding. Buddy. I was actually on his side of that whole Cheap thing. Cheap shot. <laughs> I was on his side of everything. <laughs> Cheap shot fired. And uh, it's Odell time for Beckham Jr., next time I see him, I'm going to mention it. Okay, please All do. Right, let's yeah. check some traffic to come back with more Gwen and Chris here. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 524 on the clock. Happy hour. 
Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Sello, Matt Scraby. This hour on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Bob's Discount Furniture. Bob's Discount Furniture, home of the world-famous Bobopedic mattresses. With all the comfort and quality of the national mattress brand for half the price, no matter your budget, there is a Bobopedic memory foam, hybrid, or hybrid plus mattress for you. Check them out at mybobs.com. Dot com. Dot com. <laughs> Warriors Grizzlies in action tonight. I'll get to that game here in a sec. But uh as you can imagine, these two teams duked it out pretty well in the playoffs last year. A lot of words being said. Clay Thompson certainly had some words after they won the title about Jaron Jackson. Uh he, he basically called him a JA. I'll let you put that together if you want. Uh <laughs> you had you had uh Dylan Brooks recently. You know what? I'm going to let Draymond tell you about what Dylan Brooks did. This idiot said, I don't know what Draymond does out there. He said, I don't like Draymond at all. You don't know me. I just don't like Golden State. I quite frankly wouldn't like a team that beats me all the time either. I don't like anything to do with them. Quite frankly, you you were a little kid in high school watching us win championships. <laughs> Should be happy that you even witnessed that. Or maybe college, but you get the point. You're a fan. Draymond talks a lot. You talk a lot now. So if you have four rings, sure, you talk a lot more. For All-Stars, you probably talk a bit more. Defensive player of the year, you for damn sure would talk more. Two Olympic gold medals, you definitely would be talking because that would mean you, you beat Team USA. And we all know how that goes. So gets away with a lot, too. What exactly do I get away with? I have 15 texts, one less than your dumb ass. Okay, great. His game is cool. If you ever wondered why the Memphis Grizzlies is not ready to compete for a championship, look no further than this idiot right here. They're actually <laughs> depending on this guy to help them win a championship. And he says his game is cool. Quite frankly, that just shows how little you know about basketball. And yet, y'all, you running around talking about a dynasty? The dynasty starts after you. Not with you. <laughs> it goes on. It goes on first, and on and on. First of all, pretty funny please, actually, Draymond Green. Yeah, please, uh, please have your, your your facts right if you're going to come at Draymond. Yeah, not the guy. Because he certainly had every receipt possible for uh, Dylan Brooks. Um, and listen, quite frankly, I get it. Dylan Brooks is on the other side. He's supposed to not like Draymond, but I mean, to basically say. His game is is cool, and he doesn't really know what Draymond does. Uh, it's, we just know that 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 you know that's not true. That's uninformed, right there. It uh, is, and they're playing each other tonight, as you mentioned, yes. Tony. And uh, you got Dylan Brooks on one side for Memphis, and you got Draymond on the other side for the Warriors. Of course, we also know the Warriors never win a game on the road, so that timing of Draymond may not be ideal here as they try to win in Memphis tonight. Yeah, it, it did start out well. 48-28 to 28 yeah. was the end of his first quarter. However, Golden State responded with a 25-9 to 9 right now in the second quarter. They're down oh. four. So. All right, so it's a pretty good game. I, You know, the thing is, is Dylan Brooks has become, and he's, he's, he's embracing this, as uh, what did he call Villain Brooks? Is that, that what he calls himself? That's okay. what they're calling him now. Is Villain Brooks instead of Dylan Brooks because he's become the villain, and he's kind of embraced this. But 
I agree with you, Tony, to a, to a certain extent. If you're going to take on somebody and you haven't won any championships, Man. don't take on somebody who's already won four. Yeah. Because the bottom line is is they're going to have the hammer on you at the end of the argument. And, and not only that, Chris, a game – Dylan Brooks probably Dylan Brooks has a little more offensive game than maybe Draymond does, but he his game is kind of modeled the same way, right? Tough defense, tough nose. He definitely is your agitator, just like Draymond is, Draymond is. Uh, but as you said, if you're gonna come at somebody who's got four rings and really been an integral part of those four rings, not just a dude on the team, like. Yeah. If he's not on those teams, they probably don't win any of those championships. So, I don't know. It's, maybe it was a ploy to get himself going for tonight's game, uh, but I, this is the wrong guy, I think. Yeah, number one. Number two, I don't think anything you say is going to get Draymond Green off of his game. No. He's no kind of been through it all. He's definitely been through it all. I, I Yeah, I, I think Dylan Brooks is honestly just embracing the fact that he's being called a villain so now, and I think he's trying to live up to that stature. But uh, Draymond Green was ready for him. I mean, <laughs> you think? that was pretty funny. He, was like, he had everything lined up. His ducks were in a row for this that. idiot. Depending <laughs> on this idiot to win a championship. Yeah, Draymond yeah, I mean, was ready for him. You know what? Draymond could have done that. That I don't know. Maybe he did later. But I'm glad that he didn't. And what we heard was go after John Morant or something like that. You know, like he left that well, alone. Here's the thing. This is this is what I do respect about Draymond. It all unless you attack him personally. It always seems to stay like on the court. Like I've seen it get physical with him and a bunch of players, but I've also seen him, you know, talk fondly of these players outside of those lines. And so, um, I I wouldn't have expected Draymond to to go the route of dogging John Moran because John Moran's not the one who said anything uh, about him. So, uh, we just thought we'd play that for you guys uh, before. That was a good we, one. Before we get to break, let's get to break. When we come back. Scott Miller, I believe, was on the show before I got here. If you missed that interview, you'll get a chance to hear it next, right here on Gwen and Chris. Welcome back to the program. 536 is the time. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby. Gwen and Chris episode for a Thursday. Rolling towards 6 o'clock. A couple of uh, quick things to update you on. Aztecs with the win over Colorado State today. Uh, barely, but uh, hey, when you move on, 64-61, Aztecs will face San Jose State in the Mountain West Conference semifinals. That game tomorrow night at 6.30, if you're wondering, which is weird because it'll be the first game of the semifinals tomorrow night, which means the second game of the semifinals tomorrow will be at like 9 or 9.30. It is Las yeah. Vegas. It's what No, it's the Mountain West Network just doing whatever they can to get on television. Mm. But I mean, we'll take that, we'll that 9:30 slot. The Aztecs will. Yeah, I mean that's that's that, that's why how how they said it when they were offered it. Yo, we'll take that. 9:30. Well, the Aztecs play at 6:30, so they're they're in the clear. The other semifinal will be after theirs tomorrow night. A couple of other things: the Boston Bruins. We've talked about them a few times, dude. They only the they still have the single digit losses. That's crazy. Absolutely incredible. They're leading the Edmonton Oilers tonight, two nothing. In the second period, if the Bruins win that game, their record would be fifty and eight. They're going for their fiftieth win of the season tonight against only eight losses, five ties. So they are still on pace to be the greatest team in NHL regular season history. 
one other thing, the um, Players Championship, which is a golf tournament, Tony. Oh, my goodness. Scraby How refuses, to do Scraby this? refuses. I was about to, to ask you, what is this for? Yeah, Scraby refuses to call it a golf tournament. He just thinks we're all going to know if you say... And, and how do you say it? The Players' Championship. Yeah, it's very arrogant. <laughs> the Players' <laughs> Championship. That's how Scraby pronounces it. Uh, Chad Ramey's your leader at 8 under par. Colin Morikawa, 7 under par. And then uh, on down the road it goes. Scotty Shuffler's at minus 4. I will say, they have to get some more stars on that leaderboard. They will. I mean, Chad Ramey, it's cool that he's leading. I don't... How come you didn't see him Sunday? How come you didn't have a problem with the fact that there was no stars on the leaderboard here sure in San did. Diego? He was holding by this. He was holding by this. This uh, he, he was went really because I knew what was going to happen, and oh, that's not a fifth major. So. Get out of here! This is not a fifth major. <laughs> well, I, I, I can't do it again. I cannot bring just, up the Charlie Hoffman clip. Scraby, Scraby. There's only four majors, man. That's no, there's five. You know. Charlie Hoffman confirmed to us that no. the fifth is to the, the players themselves. This is a major. To nobody else, it is a major. Though. To fans, it is. Not, no, it's no not. it is not. <laughs> you know, when they say, who who won the majors this year? I give the four major guys, and I go, the player guy, too. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm the fifth yeah, major. Yeah, you know it's how you have to, like, add that one late? Because it's not real. <laughs> not a you real, guys will never let this not go. Not a real championship. <laughs> it, it is a pretty beautiful golf you course. Give, you you give the regular four, and then, yeah, the guy who won the players. That's exactly how you say well, it. Well, okay, here. You, it's he, not real. Here's how it goes. I'll be like, okay, Masters, U.S. No, Open, Open it. Championship, PJ right. Championship, and then the person said, "What about the players? Isn't that part of the majors?" And I say, "Oh, you know what? You are right." <laughs> what person says that though? <laughs> Every person. The same person that that asked him when he forgot about mitching in it the first time. Possibly. Got to get some better <laughs> names on the leaderboard. Finally, Chad Ramey's not doing it one. for me. Colin Morikawa, big Finally, fan. Finally, you came around to my way of thinking. Mm, Took a while, really but you got time. there. You Scares got me. There. All right, let's check traffic, and then our interview of the day, Baseball March Madness with Scott Miller. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Well, I'll tell you what, Scott, uh, appreciate the work you do as always and uh, wanted to uh, put the spotlight on the article you wrote in the New York Times. I read over the weekend about Greg Maddox and Mike Maddox. Mike Maddox, now the new coach, uh, pitching coach back with the Texas Rangers, helping uh, Bruce Bochy, and then bringing in his brother, the professor, Greg Maddox. That leads me to believe that, well, Texas has some pretty good pitchers to begin with, but there's nothing wrong with getting a little knowledge from Greg Maddox along the way. No, I mean it's that's so cool. He's there for about three weeks. He's he's probably he's probably got another week or so left. But I'll I'll tell you the pitchers in camp love him as you would expect. Uh, you know I found it interesting. I mean they're, they're, he's there for a number of reasons. It was kind of a full court press. Mike Maddox, of course, when Texas hired him, Mike invited Greg. He said you ought to come spring training and help us out with the pitchers as a guest coach. And and then uh, Greg. That conversation was going on. And then early December, uh, Greg went to Cabo San Lucas. He was in a uh, in Mexico. He was in a, a celebrity golf tournament. 
and uh, Bruce Bochy was there. And Bochy had just been hired, of course, by the Rangers. And, uh, you know, Maddox and Boach talked, and Bochy recruited and said, yeah, you know what, Mike said's right. You ought to come join us. And, uh, and then Chris Young, the former Padre pitcher who now is president of baseball operations in Texas, uh, once word got up to him that Mike and Boach were recruiting Greg, uh, Chris then made some recruiting calls. And, <laughs> and Chris, when I talked to him, he said it was interesting because Chris pitched two years in the Padres rotation with Greg Maddox. And whatever the years were, is Bud Black's first two years. Greg just missed Bochy in San Diego. It was like 07, 08 maybe. That, and, and Chris said Greg is one of his all-time favorite teammates. And not only that, but he said he was one of his all-time best pitching coaches because he said he's – Greg Christian called him a pitching genius, and not and beyond that, he said that um, Greg, within his genius, is able to simplify things so much that other pitchers can learn. So Greg thought, oh, it'd be awesome if we. I mean, Chris Young thought it'd be awesome if we get Greg here, and so they did. And it's been a lot of fun, and I had a lot of fun with that story, as you can imagine. Just yeah. you know, sitting down with the two of them early one morning for thirty minutes to talk pitching and have some laughs. I mean, that, that's one of those days uh, that you live for if you do what I do. Yeah, I mean, we saw Greg Maddox uh, several years ago out here uh, in San Diego at the Mountain West Conference baseball tournament because he was pitching coach at UNLV. Yep. When his son was pitching there, and uh, I remember his son coming out and pitching like a six-hit shutout against the Aztecs in the tournament, and looking yep. just like his dad. And you know, it's yep. uh, it, you know, this is one of the reasons Scott why Bruce Bochy is going to be successful in my mind. He yeah, is, he comes so. in, he takes over. He's already got the knowledge and the, the know-how of three World Series championships, but he's going to be willing to let anybody and everybody help tutor his ball club he's not a know-it-all guy even if he does know it right. all, he doesn't act that way and i think this is great move by texas you know get as many people in there to help you as you can yeah i mean that's to me the, the mark of the best leaders are not only they have all those leadership skills but they're confident enough that they surround themselves with really smart people you know yeah. that if, if insecure leaders rise up to that leadership position, but then they just want to surround themselves by a bunch of yes men or people that are going to listen to what they say and do what they tell them to do. Whereas, you know, the true great leaders of all time, and I would say Boach is one, it's exactly what you just said, Chris. He doesn't, he's secure in his own shoes. He's been there. He's done that. He knows so much and he will, just he he doesn't care if you're you know if, if he's not intimidated by somebody as smart as Greg Maddox or whoever it might be he's like yeah come on you can help us I want you here and by the way the one part didn't make the story uh, just for we didn't have space but you mentioned uh, watching UNLV when Greg's son pitched in the Mountain West tournament um, I don't if you guys ever notice Mike Maddox when he goes to the mound to visit his pitchers in games. He always puts his hand on the pitcher's shoulder, like a fatherly put a hand on shoulder while he talks to him. So I asked Greg when he was pitching coach at UNLV, I said, hey, Mike does that all the time. You watch him go to the mound hand on shoulder. I said, did you, do, did you take that from Mike? And Greg just being so funny, he, he grinned. He looked at me, grinned, and it, it must be, he said, nah. He said, I don't do the warm and fuzzies. I don't want to embarrass the family. (laughs) 
Yeah, Greg Maddox is a character for sure. We're talking to Scott Miller of the New York Times here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. Chris and I talked about this earlier, and I talked about it earlier in the week, um, about Jerks and Profar. He's playing for the Kingdom of Netherlands in the World Baseball Classic. He hit a home run uh, in his last game, and then he kind of did the call me sign as he was uh, rounding the bases. But uh, we were just kind of stunned that he doesn't have a team. Uh, We were kind of stunned that he's not back with the Padres. Are there any do you do you have any thoughts about Jerks and Profar and maybe what is going on with him? Yeah, not much other than that, you know, he's he's clearly his price tag has turned other teams away, you know, whatever the dollar figure is his agent is asking for. I mean, we saw he's there's no reason. I mean, he he's he's a good player for what he is. I mean, you know, you can't sign him expecting him to be a number 4 hitter or expecting to hit a hundred, you know, 30 home runs. I mean, he, what, how the Padres used him last year was perfect. He can help you. He's popular in the clubhouse. Uh, teammates like him, but I think he'll find a job, but that that's a, that's kind of what you hit on the, the underrated thing of the world baseball classic in years like this. Um, not only is it a competition and, and it's interesting and, you know, we all want to see how Shohei Otani's doing, by the way, you know, he starred again in Japan's opener the other night, but it also can serve for these unsigned free agents like Profar. It serves as a showcase and good for him for hitting the homer the other day. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, for example, he'd be a great fit with the Dodgers, obviously with Gavin Lux have, being out for the season with a knee injury. And now they're going to end up playing probably Miguel Rojas at shortstop. And, you know, they're going to bring Chris Taylor into play. You know, Profar would fit as a guy who could play short, could play outfield. Um, and maybe he'll end up there. That that ends, seems to be a good landing spot for him. But, um, you know, the Dodgers right now, they're trying to make sure they don't get over that next luxury tax threshold. They're trying to reset their payroll and the luxury tax and go after Otani next year. So I don't know if that's going to be a, a mesh or not. But, um, yeah, I mean, he'll find a home, I think. And, you know, there's still a few weeks in spring training. Maybe somebody gets hurt. And, uh, you know, so then that team reaches out to Profar. But, you know, it'll be interesting. I'll tell you what, if he has a if he continues the way he started in this World Baseball Classic, He'll find, uh, you know, they'll, he'll be signed by the end of spring training. Scott Miller is with us, uh, baseball writer, New York Times. Did I read correctly that uh, Tony Gonsolin came up with some sort of injury that Dave Roberts is very concerned about? And if yeah. so, uh, you know, where does this leave the Dodgers? I mean, you know, I mean, obviously the Gavin Lux thing, I they might be able to cover that up, like you said, with Rojas or Taylor, whoever they bring in. But they need Gonsolin, right? I mean, uh, how much How yeah. much can the Dodgers – they don't have the same depth that they've had in the past, right? And they could be out without – this guy goes 16-1 and one last year. Could be without him for a little while into the season, if not longer, Scott. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, pitching is still wins games. You can't fake it. It's like the Padres last year. One reason they won is because of the work that Darvish and Musgrove did and, and the Ben and – I mean, you can have the greatest lineup in the game. If you if you don't pitch or you don't have depth, you're not going to win. It's that simple. And the Dodgers right now are scuffling. There's no doubt about it in terms of that. You know, Walker Buehler, as we know, done for the year. He, well, I shouldn't say for the year. He was he was done last year. He had the Tommy John surgery last June. With with luck, if everything goes right, the Dodgers are 
they're not talking about much, but quietly they're hopeful maybe they can get something out of Bueller like in September. And, and I don't know if that would be a starting role. Maybe it would be some innings out of the bullpen. But they're thinking maybe he could be a late-season addition. But, you know, without Bueller in the rotation and, um, uh, you know, if Godslin is down for any amount of time, Dustin May just came back last year for the, from Tommy John surgery. And, you know, he had a rocky return. He wasn't as dominant as people thought he would be. Um, Clayton Kershaw, as we know, is older and usually the past several years, you know, he's always battling that back and he's probably going to, you know, hopefully he makes it through the year just because of who he is. Um, you know, one of the all time greats, people like to watch Clayton Kershaw pitch, but he may be, um, you know, probably you can count on him being on the injured list at least once this year with a back or with something, um, so, yeah, I mean, Gonsolin, the Dodgers are holding their breath right now. Well, we'll keep an eye on that for sure. We're talking to Scott Miller here on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Uh, uh, one of the reasons I reached out to you was that you wrote about Ty France and about uh, everything that he went through with yeah. Tony Gwynn Sr. and how he was his coach at San Diego State and how Ty France learned to hit through Tony Gwynn Sr. and the different hitting to all parts of the field. Uh, just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, you know, Julio Rodriguez in Seattle got all the love last year, rightfully so. I mean, this kid's one of the great young players in the game. Um, you know, the, Eugene, Eugenio Suarez, uh, who they got from the uh, Reds, um, slugger, good hitter. They traded for Teoscar Hernandez from Toronto over the winter. Seattle's going to contend. Um but, yeah, Ty France made the all-star team last year, and it's a fascinating story because he was drafted in the 34th round. And, of course, a couple of years ago after COVID, baseball's capped the draft now at 20, um, at 20 rounds. So a guy like Ty France doesn't even get drafted today, let alone this kid hit every level he was at in the minor leagues. And then he got called up by the Padres, traded to Seattle in 2020, and he's hit every year since. Uh, and really impressive in that he's such a complete hitter. And that, when I sat down with him, that's one thing I wanted to ask him. But I knew he, you know, obviously is a is a good native, good uh, son of San Diego as I am right now. I knew the history that he played for Tony Gwynn. But you know, I was curious, you know, how much impact did that coaching back then have? You know, eight, ten years later, um, especially because Ty France is such a complete hitter. And yeah, he said quite a bit. You know, he said he was a, always a good hitter, even as a kid. And when he went to San Diego State, he said, you know, I knew Tony Gwynn, and I figured he could help me. But he said, is your kid coming into San Diego State, you kind of expect a guy like a legend like Tony Gwynn to hand you a, the, uh, the all-knowing book, you know, and say, do <laughs> this. And all of a sudden, you're a great hitter again, like him. And he said it doesn't happen that way. But it's kind of like back to the Greg Maddox talk discussion we just had. Tony Gwynn was like the hitter version of Greg Maddox in that you, he, he, Ty France said he made, he makes things so simple. Um, you know, he doesn't complicate things. He breaks things down to their simplest equation. And Ty France said, yeah, he said some of the lessons I learned then, it, I didn't even assimilate them all for a few years. He said, but as I grew and developed, I kept thinking back and I, he still uses drills Gwynn that Tony taught him back at San Diego State, as we know, you guys know, Tony Gwynn was really big on tee work, batting tee work, and your, you know, your footwork and hitting off the tee, using that to help you hit to the other field. 
you know, keeping your weight on your back leg as you swing through the ball uh, and move forward. And he said, I still do those drills today. And he said, when I'm not hitting well, he said, he said, still, I'll, I'll sometimes at night before I go to sleep, I'll dial up some Tony Gwynn uh, video on YouTube and I'll watch <laughs> it and I'll watch his swing and it, re- it drills back into me uh, some of the lessons. So I thought that was so cool because, you know, we all miss Tony Gwynn tremendously in San Diego and it's such a tragedy as we know that his life was cut short and we all loved him. And that's to me one of the cool and great things about baseball. It's a generational game. We hear so much about, you know, fathers passing down the game to sons and then the sons become the fathers and pass the game on down to the next generation. And it's not just for fans, but it's within the game too. And you know, Tony Gwynn's legacy, Tony Gwynn is still alive in this game through people like Ty France. Great story, Scott. Absolutely. And uh, we obviously think about him every day on this program and all throughout town. Scott Miller joining us there on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet. Find new roads. All right, we have a few seconds here to wrap things up. North Carolina. Are they going to make the NCAA tournament or not? A lot of people think it comes down to their game tonight against Virginia. Two minutes left in the second half. Virginia 57, North Carolina 55. So the Tar Heels are down by two with two minutes to play, perhaps fighting for their season. The Aztecs won early over Colorado State. They'll play tomorrow night against San Jose State. We'll be on at 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon with a countdown that includes a look at the five best Aztec basketball players of all time. For Scraby, for Tony, I'm Chris. So long. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.